Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. And welcome back to our <laughs> podcast. Thank you for sticking with us despite our super irregular schedule. Yes. <laughs> Which is bound to only get worse now that Jamie is back teaching for the semester. True. <laughs> but you know what? You're not here for, for the orderly manner that we release podcast episodes, and you're here for the ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. It has to be the only reason you've stuck around this long. <laughs> <laughs> So today, we are going to be discussing a Netflix original movie called Happiness for Beginners. And this is another instance where we watched the movie in person together and then failed to record the podcast together in person and are recording it later in the week after we've already parted ways. <clears throat> Correct. So very, very typical fashion for us here. Yeah. Um, so the kind of overall premise um, is about a woman called Helen, and she's also the same actress that plays Erin from The Office, if there are any Office fans out there, but except for she's like 15 years older now. Yeah, she's, and she's also in a, in a Netflix series called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, if you um, want to watch her there. Yeah, I forgot about that. I only watched like the first season of that one, but she is in same. that as well. Yeah. She plays a little bit more of a, like a serious person in this show than yes. she does in the and in Unbreakable Kenny Smith. She's kind of ditzy in both of those, where she's kind of more of a serious character in this. Um, but kind of like also a lost, kind of confused character. She's just gotten a divorce and has decided that she is going to kind of re go go on this this hike for like through the mountain with this group of random people, kind of as a way to. I don't know, reconnect to herself or get to know herself, start her life over kind of idea. Um, and the other people on this trip, ex except for one, are people that she does not know and are all there for like these various different reasons. And I'm very interested as to whether or not something like this actually exists where you can just like sign up for a super intensive hiking trip without knowing anybody and just like go on it. It's like, like a therapy hiking trip. Yeah. <laughs> very I'm strange. I'm sure there must be there must be things like this like out west. I don't know about. I don't maybe. know. It doesn't seem like a New York thing, but maybe somewhere out west. It's nothing I've ever heard of. The idea was just like this is bizarre that like you could just sign up to go on a hike by yourself with a group of people that you don't know, and and like you don't even need any experience in hiking clearly, but it's like a very advanced kind of hiking course, despite like them not having any real experience. I don't think anybody on this trip except for the one guy had any experience hiking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a, an interesting idea that I wonder like if they exist. But um. Yeah. Anyway, what did you? What were your overall thoughts on this little film? Uh, I thought it was a cute little film. I, I think it was very predictable. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, for a, a little sort of like, it's not, I wouldn't say coming of age, I guess, but like coming into oneself, um, yeah. finding confidence type film slash mini romance. I think it's, you know, it's what you would expect. Yeah. 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 What about you? I enjoyed it. Um, like you said, it was very predictable. Even like the plot twist at the end, um, where the one character, Jake, like you find out that he's slowly losing his vision. That was something like 
I thought was kind of obvious the whole time that there was going to be at least something wrong with his vision because he had like seven pairs of glasses with him. And he was like frantically switching back and forth between them, depending on like what time of day it was and what he was doing. And I was like, okay, this is definitely going to, so, you know, there's going to be something wrong with his eyes later on in the show kind of thing. Yeah. And like right from the beginning, it was obvious Jake was into Helen and that he never liked her ex-husband, who I think was called Mike, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I wrote his name down, Mike, um, and that he like always had thought that this was like the wrong guy for her, and it you know it's probably secretly been in love with her since they were kids or something because Jake was like her brother's best friend, so he'd always been in her life, kind of thing. Yeah, um, and of course, you know, they end up like kissing at the end. Um, they do PBD, um, whether or not that actually goes anywhere if they make a part two, I suppose. But <laughs> I doubt. Yeah, probably. Probably, I don't see them making a part two really. But no, no, me neither. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting because clearly Jake is on this hike, hiking trip just because he wanted to be to have some time with her. Because although he told her that he had like been planning to do it for ages, it comes out from the other um, hikers that he mentioned he'd only signed up for it the other day. So after he learned that she was going to do it. And it's like... Yeah, and it's like, I understand the motivation, especially if you have this, like, you know, you realize you have this, like, um, degenerative eye thing, and, like, the girl that you want is now free, and so it's time to kind of, like, pounce on it, if you will. I can understand that mentality, but at the same time, like, you know, Helen wanted to go on, or Ellen with an H, wanted to go on this (laughs) with, with, um, you know, to, like, have this sort of alone and, like, self-realization experience and in a way like he didn't fully let her do that because he was there just to be with her and granted a lot of the hiking time we see like they do have a confrontation and they end up not spending the entire time together which is good um but but yeah when i when he was there i was like oh this is definitely something that like he and Duncan cooked up so that they could be kind of alone in the wilderness together to an extent. And I I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, there's a time and place. And I don't know if trying to go on someone's like self-fulfillment hike is really the time. (laughs) Right. You know, they don't talk a lot about like her marriage to Mike, but they kind of, in, they, you know that there was like infidelity there was a miscarriage there was a lot of like distance and lack of connection in their in their marriage so I feel like she went on this hike to like kind of connect with herself and discover who she is outside of you know all the issues from her past marriage and the fact that Jake just like shows up and was like hey I'm here now <laughs> was yeah. kind of like I, I mean if it would have been and I guess like I didn't get the impression until like the very end that Helen was going to be into him at all because like throughout the entire movie she does not seem to like she wasn't didn't appear to me as though she had been harboring any feelings for for Jake throughout like her life of having known him for many years as like her brother's best friend kind of thing it doesn't really never didn't come across as like that she was going to be into him but then like in the end she's like oh like in love with him and I was like well that's a stark turn of emotions (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And it's like, it's clear that they're, they're, they set her up to be jealous when they find out that uh, he and, um, I forgot her name, the other woman, like, had been kissing and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. 
her name either. I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, I don't think I did either. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, there's no indication, yeah, that she's been harboring feelings. And, like, even at first, she's kind of offended that he is even saying, like, you know, you deserve, you've always deserved better than him and stuff because she's, like, I don't know. It's kind of like almost a slap in her face. Like she was never a competent decision maker for her life, but he knew better and like all this stuff, which I can see being kind of offensive, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I just, I think that, I don't know. It it just came off as weird to me. Like the shift at the end, like she, you know, reads this note that he had written her kind of like talking about how he's always loved her, but I did not get those vibes from her at all that like she had always kind of had a thing for him or anything and i don't know maybe she's just like "Eh, i'm divorced let's let's try it out (laughs) see how this goes you're going blind anyways (laughs) there you go yeah maybe it's uh yeah her 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 rebound in a way maybe yeah or maybe you know we there's a lot of the hike that we don't see apparently because they were out there for like 20 days or some shit so yeah, like, like there maybe there lot. are more times where like they had a chance to grow more intimate that we just didn't witness. I don't know, but maybe. it's yeah. From what we see, it it does seem very sudden that she just yeah wants to be yeah. with him. You know. Well, I feel like yeah, and I would have liked a lot more of like backstory to some of the other characters because like we don't even know why a lot of them are there. Yeah, <laughs> like. Or we know, like, the very superficial reasons, like, the one girl's there because she's afraid of trees. But it's like, do you really sign up for an intensive, like, two-week hike in the woods if you, just because you're afraid of, like, wood? Right. <laughs> like, that seems like there should be, there's more to that story. And do we know at all, like, why Hugh is there? He's, like, the comic relief character, but I don't remember, like, why he decided he needed to go on a hike in the woods because he did not seem equipped for it at all. I don't remember either. I know that he, um, I mean, he was definitely feeling old. He kept talking about how he and Helen were so old. So maybe he was trying to like relive his youth or something. I don't know. Maybe. This didn't seem like the ideal place for him to do that in because he does like the stupidest fucking thing, which they're warned multiple times, don't walk on rotten logs. You will fall and break your leg. And that's like exactly what he does. Well, and he does it in such like a comic way, like ah, look at me walking on this log, crunch. <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, especially since earlier in the movie, they had all criticized Helen for doing exactly that, like stepping on a log. So, yeah, and she hadn't even been showy with it; she was just like stepping on it to get over it. And they're like, "Oh my god, don't do that!" And yeah. it's like. Okay, you can tell by looking at a log if it's, like, super rotten or if it is mostly stable. Like, yeah. if it's solid wood, it's totally fine if you step on it. You only don't want to step on the really rotten, mossy logs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess it was just there to give her her moment of, like, taking control and hiking through the woods by herself to find the other group. And, you know, oh, be- like, you mean, like, cube breaking his leg is there for that reason? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Probably, yeah, because then she does get to take off on her own and, like, I'll be back tomorrow with help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, I guess, like, it, the reason is probably just to propel the storyline to give Helen the chance to be on her own. But, like, the fact that the group breaks up into two and, like, goes separate ways 
it, it just didn't make sense to me. Like, like, why are we doing this? You should all just stick together when you're in the middle of the mountains uh, hiking and like, don't, don't split up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially since they spent a lot of the thing talking about how they're trying to slow the one guy down. So it's like, why, right. why have a party, a group that's rushing and the other that's going slow anyway. But yeah. Well, I guess like the, the fast guy did get stuck with the slow people or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But, like, also, like, what, what kind of like to be to be told that you're part of the slow group? Like, okay, these four people are slower than everybody else. You guys hike together. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Helen's defense, it's mostly because she didn't break in her hiking boots and had like terrible blisters, so she couldn't really walk oh, fast. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't. Break it. She didn't like do any of the prep work that she was supposed to have done for like going on this trip at all. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really Yeah. I thought it was strange too that like Jake was so last minute on this, but then he ended up playing like a pivotal role in all of the activities. Like he was he was the uh like the medic. He was always the guy who was demonstrating stuff. I'm like, how did this turn out? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because they wanted Jake to be like a more central character in the movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're like, Jake is going to be the love interest, so he has to be on screen more than Hugh, who's just there for comic relief. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's even, like, speaking of the medic role, like, when Helen has bumps her knee on a rock because she's an idiot. Um, right. And he's, like, wrapping up her leg, and then there's that moment where Jake's hand is just, like, chilling on her leg for a while, and she's like, yeah. uh, what? Like, Pretty that's... Great. Uh, to me, it just strikes me as sketchy more than anything. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. How are we supposed to feel about Jake after this? Like, <laughs> He definitely has, like, at first, like, at first I thought the reason Jake was there was, like, the same reason Helen thought that, that Jake was there was, like, Duncan had kind of, her brother Duncan yeah. had kind of, like, sent Jake there to keep an eye on her to make sure she doesn't die in the woods kind of thing. But I don't get the impression that Duncan actually knows that Jake is there now. Um, and that probably Jake just made the decision to like go on his own because he wanted to spend time with Helen. But it doesn't feel like the right circumstances to be spending time with Helen. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it's nice, though, that towards the end of the movie, like, Helen kind of faces the death of her her brother and how yeah. and realizes how she's kind of been I guess in a way blaming her blaming Duncan for I don't know being alive surviving I don't know what I don't know why like her relationship with with him was so distant but she eventually starts to get closer to him I didn't understand it either. So, like, her... I don't remember what they said the name of the brother who died was. I think it, I think it was Nathan. And maybe... Regardless, like... So, Helen, I think, was supposed to be the oldest. And she was, like, six. And Nathan was, like, five. And Duncan presumably was alive. But just, like, even younger. Maybe, like, three or something at that time. And the the Nathan wanted to, like, go to see some boats and Helen didn't want to go, but she's only six. She's not like a babysitter. It's not like she was 13 right. and was like responsible for this, you know, kid kind of thing. So like the Nathan goes off and he ends up, you know, drowning. And she's like, I think always blamed herself because she didn't go with him or she didn't get their parents to go with him because she knew he wanted to go kind of thing. But I don't 
really understand why Duncan is getting any blame. Was it maybe just because he didn't have to have that guilt for his whole life? So she was like mad that he, you know, never had to feel guilty about Nathan dying. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I wasn't completely sure either. And I mean, you know, he makes it clear later that like, you know, he's also not been like completely great about everything because you know after that happened her parents kind of fell off the face of the earth somehow right. and so yeah. they just couldn't cope i guess and so they had to go live with with gg grandma gg and so it's like he also had that struggle in a way yeah. but yeah so i'm not sure what what the whole deal was but i, I guess maybe once if you're like harboring guilt for something like that Maybe you just close yourself off, period, from people. And Maybe. that's why. And that's probably how she ended up with Mike, too, is she's just kind of like, well, I let my brother die. This is what I deserve. I'm going to be Maybe. with this guy who's yeah. like, you know, drunk two seconds after the wedding and <laughs> sleeping with everyone. Yeah, basically. Like, not, not a great start to the marriage. <laughs> no, not at all. But, yeah. And, I, like, I feel like the idea that their parents like kind of they couldn't deal with the fact that they'd lost a child that their son had died and they react to that by abandoning their two living children completely presumably or almost entirely where they have very little to no contact with them even to like this day as adults they like had abandoned them with their grandmother that should have like brought Jake and Helen closer together as young children who didn't have anybody else but each other. Their brother had died, their parents had abandoned them, and they've been left with, you know, Grandma Gigi. You would think that that would have brought them closer together and not created some distance between them. So I I don't really know why Helen feels like Duncan, like why there is this distance between her and Duncan. And I don't feel like it was well explained in the movie either. (laughs) Yeah. I guess there's, we also see like a very different personality type where she maybe due to, you know, having like feeling like she's partly the cause of the loss of her brother. She is very like hyper responsible and, you know, seems to, besides her marriage crumbling, have her shit together. Whereas like Duncan is very much like the, you know, he's, I don't know, in his late twenties, early thirties, just kind of like, yeah, screwing around, not, not with a serious job and like. Having big stuff. parties and the not very reliable kind of person. You right. Know? Yeah. So maybe but, that wedge, I mean, put a wedge between them. I don't know. I guess. And yeah, I guess we don't really know for sure how much the age difference was. It's in, it's possible that Duncan was like an infant as well. Like when she was six and Nathan was five, maybe Duncan was like basically a newborn baby kind of thing. So if there was more of like a six year age gap between them, then they probably wouldn't have really bonded as much after, you know, being abandoned with their grandmother, because by the time he was old enough to do anything, she would have been a teenager and like going off and doing other things at that point in her life. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things that are not explained. Yeah. <laughs> at least not well. No. And, and kind of like including the title of the movie, like <laughs> happens for beginners. Like I'm struggling to understand how that makes sense. I guess that was the name of the hike, hiking thing, right? Was it? Maybe. I think so. But then again, it's like that also doesn't, uh, I mean, it's not, uh, I don't know if, it's not like a, uh, like I feel like there are some team building activities or stuff like that 
which are meant to like induce happiness maybe but maybe hiking through the woods i don't know if that's i guess i didn't if it if it was like if the name of the hike was called happiness for beginners i guess i didn't catch that um but I don't feel like that was a good name for the hike either, because number one, the hike was definitely not for beginners, even though it appears as though it had been advertised for beginners, because it was like a fucking intensive hike. Yeah. And I'm somebody who does a lot of like walking and hiking in the woods, and I would not have been prepared for like the amount of 10 to 12 miles of hiking every day for two weeks. Like, holy shit. <laughs> And they don't even, like, touch upon the fact that when you wake up on day two, you are going to hurt like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody is getting up on day two and hiking for ten more miles. They are going to be so fucking sore and tired. <laughs> right. Especially if you're a group of people who have never hiked before. Right. Have no experience doing this. Have blisters all over your feet and a giant cut on your knee. And yeah. <laughs> night blindness. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. This doesn't, and they don't like it all seem as though they are tired or worn out much. Like, I mean, they joke about it a little bit, but like, they should just be exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not. So that, that was also a little unbelievable. Yeah. I guess. And I don't think nobody was happy until like the very <laughs> end when like around that lake at the end. All right. I mean, I guess like we could take the title to mean that like since the death of her brother, she Helen hasn't really allowed herself to be happy. And so then when she finally comes to term with everything at the end of the movie, and she kind of says yes to, to Jake and things like that, she's allowing herself to be happy. So it's like the beginning of her journey to actually be happy in life. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'll pretend it is. Okay. <laughs> That's better than anything else we've come up with so far. So let's go with that. <laughs> But but, um, yeah. but then like then it comes back of course probably it's meant to as well that that like her happiness is going to be like with Jake who she's like just realized she has feelings for after having known him for twenty years I guess yeah <laughs> but you know that's okay it's supposed to be a love story so it's fine <laughs> yeah well hopefully she'll have happiness with herself as well that is the hope and that was kind of like what I was wanting more than her yeah. just like. Jake was like to her to find inner happiness, like in peace with having gotten divorced from Mike, with having confronted the fact that it wasn't her fault that her brother died. You know, she was six. It wasn't her responsibility to be looking after her six-year-old brother. Where the fuck were her parents? <laughs> like they should have been making sure that he wasn't running off to the lake. Yeah. Um, See, but, yeah. I'm, I almost feel like they could have just done away with the whole Jake thing, period. And then you know, had Helen yeah. kind of like been talking to one of the other hikers to come to this realization. And maybe we see like, you know, the ditzy girl who's actually like some sort of like corporate, um, uh, what do they call those finance person essentially, but yeah. we found out she's actually like very, very smart. Um, but yeah, or Hugh, like we could have went a little more into their stories and have, you know, through like their revelations she becomes more aware of her right. life and like blah 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 because it, it i don't know it does kind of feel to me like the like a lot of jake's story was kind of shoehorned in just to like make a love story out of something that didn't need to have one 
Right. Yeah, I I agree. Like it would have been a better story if Jake hadn't been like a character at all in it, and it had focused on just like Helen becoming happy with herself and diving more into the other backstories of the other characters, and and them like also kind of finding happiness with themselves as well, kind of thing, or at least the beginnings of happiness, kind of thing. That would have been a better movie, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and then like at the whatever book launch or whatever the hell was happening at the end, they could have. <laughs> Yeah, they could have had, um, that could have been the moment where she sees Jake and he says something like, you know, um, you've always deserved happiness, like you've always deserved better, I'm glad you're realizing that or something like that. And then there could be a hint of a romance to come. Right, like maybe, you know, down the line after she's like, you know, in a more stable place kind of thing, that would have been better. Yeah. (laughs) We'll just pitch that to the to the writers. Yeah, please redo this with our suggestions, Netflix. <laughs> Although we're in a writer's strike right now, maybe it was written and and by a Chat GPT. I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe. <laughs> no, we won't say that. No offense to any of the writers on the movie. It is like a very cliche storyline, so yeah. I see that. Yeah. Chat GPT just like being like, "Oh yes, this is this is a story that people will like. It has to have romance." Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like we don't always need romance. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> people can live in a platonic situation for like a two week span or whatever the time the hike yeah. was. You can go on a two week hike and not fuck anybody and be. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you know what maybe we're just a regular people and, and most people can't do maybe. in fact do a two hike two mile two mile a two week hike without fucking people i mean i could do a two mile hike i'm not sure i could do a two week hike with or without sex like <laughs> that was a grueling hike yeah yeah but yeah so i mean that's pretty much the movie um i I, I don't, I mean, no offense to the movie. I don't think I would recommend it to anyone. It's it's like a nice, if you want to waste time and throw it on in yeah. the background while you're doing chores or something. Yeah. Like if you're looking for like a silly, you know, very stereotypical cliche romance movie that's got some, you know, some humor to it. Like it's fine. You know, you're not going to like regret watching and it. it's not terrible, but it's not like anything special. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have any quotes from it? Um, I do have a couple. Um, yeah. I'll let you start out. Start us out. Um, this is by Helen from the beginning. She's like talking about like the lingering, like feelings from her marriage, and she says it's like a rash. It lingers and it clings to you. Ooh, that was interesting description. Yeah, I liked um, Gigi who says, "Let's look for space junk." <laughs> Grandma Gigi, oh my god. Grandma Gigi is me in 50 years, just like this crazy woman that likes to lay on cushions in the yard and look for space junk. Yep. <laughs> um, and I didn't write down who said this other quote, so I'm actually not sure who it was, but it's, um, it went, I think we're all more than we seem to be. Ooh. I like that. Um, I didn't write this, or say this either, or write out who said this either, but it might have been Helen. Um, they said, I think by saying it out loud, I'm going to mean it. And I think, yeah, sometimes um, people talk a lot of these days about like manifesting. But I, I do think that to an extent, once you've voiced things, you can face them a little easier. 
Yeah, you kind of like, they become more real when you say them out loud than when you just said them in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any other quotes. Oh. Um, <laughs> something, I forget what the, where this comes from, but I think maybe Jake and Helen were talking. And he says, new Helen sounds really gross. And Helen says, she is. <laughs> uh, I think uh, it was, let's see, I think this was um, uh, Beckett, the, the leader of the hike, who said, he was trying to like get everyone to hurry up, and he says, scoot the boot. Um, <laughs> if you're okay. noticing that all of our quotes are really short ones, it's because we were like taking notes on our phone <laughs> yeah. of, like, on a computer like we normally do. <laughs> And then um, I can't remember what was happening, but it was, I think someone might've been singing or I don't know. Maybe. But at one point Hugh um, says, Sue, hand me your knife. I'm going to end it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was kind of sad when Hugh got his leg broken and is like basically done being in the movie at that point because he was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Poor Hugh. He was there for the comic relief. He was. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, those are all the quotes I have. And that, I believe, is happiness for beginners. That is happiness for beginners. So if you were looking for tips on how to be happy, hopefully you pulled some out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so um, if, you, uh, if you did pull something out of that, feel free to hop on over to what I will continue to call Twitter and uh, hit us up at NNO Podcast. Or if you have any suggestions on TV, on shows or movies you'd like us to discuss in the future, feel free to hop on over to Gmail and send us an email to navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. Yeah, and you don't even have to technically go to Gmail. You could send it from any email provider. Email, <laughs> Yahoo. Um, hot, yeah, Hotmail. Um, KiwiBox. KiwiBox. <laughs> any of those any of them will work um, <laughs> if you send us an email from a really interesting one i will call it out on air <laughs> yes definitely i mean if you send us an email period it'll be <laughs> called out on air for sure that's true but yeah so um i mean next time uh we'll probably be talking about um, a docuseries madison has already watched and that i failed to but yeah, um tune in next time to find out so yeah. in, in the meantime <laughs> hanger for you yeah in the meantime thanks everyone and bye